Hey, just a quick message to say a thank you to everybody who has supported the Clockwork Junkie podcast. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so now only through PayPal. All donations are welcome and you can find us at paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie. That's paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie. Thank you. Hey, how are things? This is Mark here and welcome to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. Today is Wednesday the 30th of December. I hope you're all uh, tuning in and enjoying the 10 days podcast in a row. Um, I'm sick of talking at this stage. Thank you for everybody who has emailed me with messages. Um, I'm delighted with that. Thank you for all the kind comments. Um, The normal jazz, if you're listening on Spotify, follow. And if you're listening on YouTube, please subscribe. Um, On today's show, I have a guest... uh, Karen Burke, I'm going to bring him in in a second. <clears throat> I suppose we always talk about, as I know on the podcast, I mentioned that I had depression for years and now I got myself better. Um, the help I had when I had the depression was less than useless, I found, to help me. Um, I know back when I was younger, I mean, I didn't feel I had depression, I felt I was fine, but there wasn't a whole lot of institutions that were there that, you know, can help that there is nowadays around the world. Um, and I just wanted to find out what do these institutions do, who's the face behind them, um, you know, what, what is, what's out there, what's the causes of the youth, kind of, if you like, getting in trouble, I use inverting commas with that uh, nowadays, and kind of how can we as a society help them. So on that note, I'll introduce Karen. Karen, how are you? Hi, Mark, I'm Grant. Thanks for having um, me. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, how did you get to Christmas? Just grand, just quiet now, you know, it's not yeah. too much. Sometimes I found the last year's Christmas is too busy, like, you know, people are coming home and they're running race and trying to meet everybody. Yeah. So this Christmas wasn't really that. So it's supposed to be a relaxing time, but in actual fact, it's a stressful time. Yeah. In general. Like, the last few years, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm not, look, I, I mentioned in the podcast already, I'm not the biggest fan of Christmas. I love meeting people that I haven't seen in a while and all that, but like, not every day. I don't want to be, you know. Or oh, having three kind of sets of people you need to meet in the one night, uh, whatever, the yeah. Friday before Christmas is usually a big one in a normal year. Well, like, I I'm, was never popular enough for that to be an issue, unfortunately. <laughs> I just have lucky. a big family, that's oh, the problem. I'd be, oh, how can you all meet together if you feel? Why, why does it have to be three different sets of people? Are you all in a different families, Your big families don't always get on, you know. That's the problem, you get on with everybody. Yeah. Uh, I know, I'm only messing, like, but I do have no, no, that's on the record. Cousins. That's on the record now going out to the world. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, So yeah. you don't like your family, we'll start by there. Oh no, see, I'm the one that does like everybody, but sure, yeah. you can't meet them all together, it'll be a, it'll be a shamazel. <laughs> Or a, a melee. A shamazel. <laughs> What's a shamazel? I'm not really sure. It's the word they used to use if oh. you were playing Gaelic and there'd be a row. And, you know, like, all 15 people from both sides would be in there pushing and shoving and grabbing lads and headlocks. And then somebody's mother would come and hit someone oh. with an umbrella. That's a shamazel. I, I don't know. I've never you. heard that before. I don't know. It sounds kind of like a Yiddish word or something. Yeah. I don't know. They say it's still time. Spell it. Which is it now? Shamazel. S C H M O Z Z L E. Right. I go with that. If anyone's at home there, please Google that. <laughs> it's uh, email the Clockwork Junkie podcast to let me know he's wrong. <laughs> I don't think you see it in the court reports. You know, no, you would see a fracas. Yeah, you see a fracas. You would never say um, uh, a melee. Yeah, as 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 it was found out that Donald Trump had actually in fact won the election. There was a shamazel outside the White House. <laughs> yeah, there's lads holding up signs. Donald, you're acting the maggot. Yeah, down with that type of thing. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, anyways, thanks for listening to the podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, can, you can follow us at www.shamazel.com. Yeah, yeah. That's um, taken, actually. I, oh, that's I, taken. You have that already, I've yeah? I've got that, yeah. yeah I, I got thought the domain on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so look. The youth of the world. I mean, when I was growing up, it was hard. Um, I suppose, look, when I say it was hard, I didn't really know it was hard because I was just doing my own thing. Yeah. Um, I had, you know, we, we weren't rich. We, you know, we were, we were, we were average, poorish average. But everywhere that I, you know, where I lived and any place that I moved to, which was, there was two places, everyone was the same. So I didn't know I was. And would you be the type of person 
that when you're looking back at your when you're growing up or your childhood that you always think of the good parts and you're like oh wasn't it brilliant and it's always the good old days kind of thought or do you think oh god things are a little bit better in this way well maybe we did have things good in some ways yeah well no not really i don't look back at that no i i like when when i look back at them days like i can't believe how my parents got through because like my father was working from the day i was born until like he done i don't know what he done 30 fucking 40 years in one place yeah. whatever it was the generation same as my parents like just and uh, he never missed a day i think he was there for work once ever ever like and he's normally early you know and and he did that the whole time for every second of every day and he worked away the mother was a housewife and they made do with what they would do and like they, yeah. they were fucking tough times you know they were and i often think the were tough times that you know people wouldn't the wolf wouldn't be too far from the door a lot of times no. back in the 80s i was born kind of growing up yeah. 90s kind of time but anxiety levels were a lot lower and i often wonder about that yeah well i well I were they lower Maybe well they that's weren't. it this is the thing were the lower was depression or like i mean you, you never hear of a whole lot of people being depressed in the 60s do you know but i mean did people know like now you have adhd you have different uh, strains of adhd you could be on the spectrum with um yeah with um uh bpd there's all this kind of stuff there's all this stuff that we didn't quite know that you we mentioned know institutions at the start of your piece and of course yeah quite often people who now would get a quite a, a diagnosis well a positive diagnosis in that positive that we can do something about this and we can help this yeah. young person a lot of people were institutionalized for what we would regard now as quite minor things yeah do you know there was no so, like yeah. in between that's like, the danger looking back and saying the good old days yeah there probably was all that stuff there but we yeah. didn't have the 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 facilities now are much better than they were. Well, yeah. that, look, if you look back, if if people in the sixties that were our age were having a chat, they'd say the facilities in the twenties were, or the facilities then were better than the twenties. But the twenties were the good old days. Yeah, like, you yeah, never yeah, know yeah. you're in the good old days until it's too late. You know, it's true. You know? Like yeah. maybe right now is the good old days. You'll be looking back in five years' time and say the day I was sitting down chatting to Mark. Incidentally, he's extremely handsome and charismatic. They, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were the good old days. You know what I mean? But actually, funny enough, I was watching. Uh, you ever watched the American Office? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. And the guy it must be one of the last episodes, but the guy was saying, "I wish there was a way you could know that you were in the good old days at the time." Yeah. But it's impossible, of course. It is impossible. Yeah. Memory but, can be like that, though. I can play tricks on you. I would be very much like a rose tinted glass. Wasn't everything brilliant yeah. back in the day? And then when you actually pull it apart, you go, "Well, not really." Yeah, I know. Things. Some things are a lot better now. Yeah, and I think, like, I don't want to get too much into it, but, like, I, I, I think, like, look, today is what you make it. That's it. Yeah. Today is what you, like, I, look, it's only the last 18 months, you know, more so than anything else. Like, I have it, like, I treat today like what today is. I don't look too far ahead. Like, obviously, with this podcast, I have a goal, and I'm focused on it. I want to get it to a certain place. But, like, I don't yeah. think about that every day. Like, every little step or every little brick put down, eventually I'll have a wall, you know, but I don't worry about it. If If, if something bad happens today... It's honest to God, if something bad happens today, I think, look, will it really matter until we treat it and what won't? Well, I don't care. But, like, yeah. how can, like, when I was young, I, I wouldn't have thought that, you know? Uh, like, when, yeah, when I was young, I would definitely have worried more. Uh, yeah, I would worry all the time. And done less. I'm kind of busier now, and I worry yeah. less. Yeah. Do you know, because there might be a connection between those things. Yeah. But they're like, <clears throat> we're saying about, like, when we were younger, obviously, I'm, you know, what age are you? I'm 36. 36. I know, no, sure. Cheers. I'm 77. So we're only. <laughs> there's only. Uh, I was born in 84. Yeah. Just after Luke Kelly died. I was born a few weeks after. And that's when, actually, coincidentally, the new Wonder Woman film, film is entitled 1984. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm in it as a baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't yeah. seen the trailers now. But. Yeah. There's. um. No, it's, it's actually good. I've seen it. Yeah, like. It's I, good. I would have kind of lost track of a lot of the superhero stuff because there's just so much of it. Yeah. That Marvel Universe thing. I remember going seeing the first one and then I probably haven't seen there was Avengers Assemble. Yeah. That, it's been probably twenty since and I haven't seen any. That trilogy of the Avengers is the best thing ever. Is and that I, the I, one that finished recently enough with yeah. Endgame or whatever? Yeah. Like there was like I, I was watching all the Marvel movies when they come out and uh, you know, were, it did get to a point where I said, Look, this is ridiculous now. And then and like, Iron Man and Captain America and all Thor and then uh what you call the boys, the galaxy. Fellas. You give too much of a good thing sometimes. Yeah, and and then what happened was, 
I, there was too many of them and you might see an old crossover of another hero and that wasn't enough to keep me but then when the Avengers started I said look I'm going to watch this I knew there was a guy called Thanos who could not be beaten that's it and I said so did you, did you know like you know some lads would have read the comics and stuff no like that. I never read a comic oh, in my life either no I'm not a big reader I'm more of a listener like if I'm listening yeah. to it as a kid I used to love those uh, the British comics it was like little British kids Bino you know? and all yeah, that yeah 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 they'd all be like say words like core and blimey yeah. and stuff oh, like yeah. that Batman and Robin Bosh, yeah, the Batman and Robin was boom. on telly though. It was a good cartoon yeah. on the day. And then yeah, but that was when Batman that the, the when the TV was when the TV show was on, right? So they'd be there and they'd be Batman would be heading over a cliff and he'd fall yeah. and it said, "Oh, will Batman survive?" Did they tune in the same bat time? The same. And then when it went on the following Saturday, he wouldn't he, go over the cliff at all. He was about sixty-five kilometers away from the cliff and he just rolled <laughs> off. But the week prior to that, I had seen him. And then you're sorry, tell me, she's like, maybe it's my imagination. I could have sworn Batman was halfway over that cliff the last day. Yeah, and then you see the problem is I I seen a Batman and Robin movie before. This is the old like the real and uh, Adam West, <clears throat> Adam West, your furry man, and and he um it was like you know no, no matter whatever happened to me, I said if I could just reach my utility belt, right? <laughs> I remember one time he was there, and he was uh, in a helicopter, right? I'm not making this up, and he was hanging off a ladder, and a shark came up and bit him on the leg, and he said so if I could just reach my anti shark repellent spray. Yeah. Now come on, Batman, set yourself. You can't have everything. Ah, well, it was I don't know who invented that. Was it Alfred that used to make all that stuff or Batman? <sighs> the shark repellent is specific. I'd say it was Batman. That was a great episode, actually. Was that yeah. the one where he was running around with a bomb then, I want to say? Oh, he could have been, I don't know. You're thinking of Father Ted, are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I got Batman and Father Ted mixed yeah. up a fair bit. So, uh, listen, that covers the youth, anyways. Um, no, come here, so look. Well, we, we, yeah, we could talk about where we are. Young lads, they should be all shot, yeah? I know, listen, <laughs> so back in our day, all this was going on, we were tipping along, you know, times were good, times were bad, blah, 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 blah. Now they have the internet, so yeah, you, can put, you can put your life on, on you know, game you changer. Can, yeah, you can, you know, you can, you, everything you do is there forever. Um, you can be someone now that slags you or, or tries to bully online, they no longer have to face you, they can do it online, it's very hard for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but like... It's the constant, like, what we could talk about the changes that the internet has made. Not just for you, by the way, for yeah. everybody. It's just such a massively world-changing technology. But even, you're talking about Batman there. It used to be on Saturdays at about 12. Mm. I used to go up out of bed on Saturday about, at about 8. Mm. And on telly, we had had the Vogue 1 and Vogue 2. Yeah, so. On telly was a clock. Mm. And the clock would be on until 12 o'clock or so, until the telly started. Mm. So, you know, obviously, what are you doing in between? You're annoying your outfit, you're building forts, you're yeah. beating lumps out of each other. Robbing carrots, apples. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't have even left the house until I got a bit of a, a cartoon fix on a Saturday morning. But <laughs> go collecting for the bonfire then. Yeah. But Which has replaced now with the cooking. You have everything. There's, there's very little wait time now. And yeah. that applies to adults as well as kids, but like everything we, is we instant, remember before instant gratification, that and that's massive. Yeah, that but you can't blame somebody who, who was born no. twenty years ago and now they grew up with all this technology. Of course, and this is what they know. They don't know anything else whatsoever at all, and they never will know that. They would never ever will. There are things that you can do that can teach. Yeah, think, but there's no replacement for like We're living in it. You know, everybody just naturally had to have a bit of patience and this kind yeah. of. As a delayed gratification, mm. which is, you know, to be able to wait yeah. to get what you want yeah. is, is massive. It's massive for everything. But well, I found that hard even as a child. You know, I, I find I, it hard now still, yeah. like, you know, yeah. um, to have all the sweets up near the tills in the shops. I might have gone in to buy some carrots, but I'm surrounded by <laughs> sweets now. Impulse buy. And I'm an adult, like, I actually have money. It'd be perfect. Yeah. Like, I can buy sweets whenever I want. I mean, money won't get out to me. <laughs> I know. Like, you know, the, some, the world is set up a bit, the internet is definitely set up a bit, yeah. to want you to just push that button and press that link, yeah. get that little bit of dopamine. Yeah, that's all it is. Buy everything that you don't need. Um, at a, you know, like yeah. people say, what's the definition of an impulse buy? Or what's the definition of, you know, buying something? But I put it down, the definition of impulse buy is buying something that you don't need yeah. at a price that you can't resist. You know? <laughs> And that's it. I can't afford not to buy this. Yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. It'll pay for itself. Of course, yeah. Um, I've 17 of them now. 17 of them They'll now, all yeah. pay for themselves. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sell them in 20 years' time. They'll make a great profit. 
But um, they do a bit of that in the schools. I know. Just yeah. From here, that in home economics and stuff, they try to teach them the difference between wants and needs and stuff. But yeah, that's one or two lessons they'll get. Yeah. Whereas the whole world is really telling them, you know, even government at some point will yeah. say we need to get consumer spending back up. You know, we I need to be out. Yeah. George W. Bush said after 9-11, get out there shopping, <laughs> get this country back on track. I suppose to, to put it in in an Irish uh, environment, we could say, if you're out with your buddy having a few pints, mm. um, a short or a whiskey before you go home is a nice to have, but it's not a need to have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, needs and there's wants. Yeah, something. there's needs and there's wants. But um, your your so so who which which establishment do you work for? What tell me small about that? Uh, I'm part of Gateway Youth Project. So we're based in Saint Mary's Hall in Athlone, which for a lot of people that won't know that, it's um a very old building, kind of in the middle of town there near the river. It was part of a a big institution back in the day. The whole building was part of a a poorhouse or workhouses as they used to be called so people before Christmas there was that thing on RT the, the Irish famine show and different things like that so they were you know it's a basically a 200 year old big building so now it's used for loads of different stuff and the scouts everything there's art studios there's various um, it's great to community see spaces uh, it, it's been used for you know from it's mighty. So we're the youth project. We're a gateway youth project. We're a targeted youth project. And I um, specifically am the education officer here, or education and training officer, I think, uh, is the title. Um, and really what I'm at is trying to help, by any means necessary, young people in the Atlone area to finish their education, whether it's secondary education, to get finished there. And if that's not possible, which it sometimes isn't, to try and get some alternative training for them so that fundamentally the, the thing we're trying to avoid at all costs is that someone leaves school with no qualifications, no training and no plan at all for themselves. You know, even might necessarily be a long term plan, but if we can make a medium term plan and give the person that support, then they're not out there swinging in the breeze with nothing in their head other than signing on. And, you know, we both know when you have nothing to do, nothing good will happen. Sometimes mm. there might be a tendency to get involved in things that are bad for you, you know, too much. Um, you know, drugs is a worry around this town. Alcohol all over is a worry. You know, criminality in different ways. Or just antisocial stuff. And just not living your best life. So, as what, I said, through any means necessary, I'd support young people. Hopefully, the first goal is to keep them in school because there's so much good support. Would it be fair to say that if if uh, if they're not in school, that they might be uh, exposed to some of those things already? Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? So it's not a case of someone just deciding that they don't want to go to school anymore and then over time being idle, get involved in stuff. There's always there's yeah, obviously yeah. An exposure there. Definitely, and you have to be honest. You know, I, I, one of the advantages I would have here is that I can try to be honest with the young people and. Yeah. that they can in turn be honest with me you know there's no point pretending mm. by the time someone's 15 if they're living in town they haven't seen a lot of this stuff and been exposed to a lot of this stuff and been involved in a lot of this stuff but is that like peer pressure is that um paddling around with older people is that down to the home life to parents it's probably a mixture of everything maybe. it is a mixture of everything like home life is usually important in everybody's life and but at the same time you know when you're a teenager, sometimes it's your peers, your, your friends are the most important thing in the world. Yeah. And a kind of an approval that people seek. And everybody, when they are a teenager, when they're growing up, they're, they're looking for something. Mm. You know, I remember thinking back recently about in our school and, you know, who were the guys that stood out? There was only one or two of them that were completely comfortable with themselves. Right. You know, they might be the loud fella, they could be mm. altered, but like, just that guy stood out because he seemed to be completely comfortable with himself and, you know, he knew who he was. Yeah. Most people don't. Most people yeah. don't. And it, like, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It, it really is just part of growing up. Even at 60 or 70, you know, some people don't know what True, yeah. I suppose you should never arrive at a point and say, I'm here. this is who I am forever. Yeah. But particularly when you're, you know, like you, you literally a couple of years ago, you were a child. Yeah. yeah. And 
in a couple of years they're going to expect you to be an adult. It's like you said, now you're you're a child, but, but you have money. You're an adult now. You can buy the sweets yeah. when you want. You never really grow. But the, the the like the thing that I see a lot of, um, and again, this is all around the world, is that like. You know, and I'll just, I'll give a scenario. So you have mm. two parents or a single mom or a single dad or whatever, just a home family where the people there uh, would have been signing on all the time and they wouldn't have been educated at all. Yeah. And the chances of their kids, uh, and uh, you know, 9.9 times out of 10 ever um, having a drive to want to be successful in whatever that may be, um, they normally don't do it because this is all they know. And, and I, I've seen that a lot where like, you, you might see somebody in, in any activity I'm involved in, I think, oh my God, that guy is really smart, that girl is really smart. But like, they're in trouble, they're not, they're missing yeah. school, they're not, they're over, they're drinking, they're doing, they're smoking cigarettes, like they're 13 or 14, and you think, my God, who's their parents? Then you find out and you go, ah, oh. their parents were doing that when they were younger as well. Okay, yeah, like, well, it, it definitely, it's like your, your family life and your family background has a big part in shaping you, who you are and kind of what you do and, what you're exposed to, as you say, and what you end yeah. up doing. In saying that, though, you know, I, I would have a good few encouraging stories from here about kind of breaking the cycle of that. And, yeah. You know, that's so important. The, the parents that you described could have, they would have ended up there because of particular reasons. Yeah. And we are a bit better now at it's seeing what those reasons like. are. Yeah. yeah. Oh, could go back a few generations. Yeah. To some thing that happened. And, you know, not to go too far back, but I'm a friend who kind of studies psychology. He said it was over pints at the pub now, which a lot of wisdom is swap. Mm. He said, if you keep talking to people, Irish people, and they might come into you and they could be dealing with alcoholism or something, and there's some issue, keep talking, something about the family will come out. <laughs> you know, I said, there's, that, there's some national psychological scar there. Mm. And it's, it's, it's natural enough. These things are passed down, yeah. you know. Um, in terms of breaking that cycle for a young person, it is hard, there, look, there are ones that are hard break, break your heart, like where you see, as you said, someone's in trouble and it's, it's never, or it's very rarely that the person isn't smart. You see a lot of smart kids actually. Yeah. Um, if there's something that's not right, they'll always be more inclined to get into trouble, you know, rather than just sit there in school and, you know, mm. sit there and shut up kind of thing. So if someone is having a discipline problem at school, quite often I will find there's real intelligence here, but it's completely frustrated by something else that's going on. So frustration yeah. is will manifest itself in school far more than anything else. If there's a just a problem where you, you can't follow the books and stuff like that, that can lead to frustration. But in general, you know, you can let it pass you by and there's not Teachers aren't giving out to you. The principal isn't suspending you and all that stuff. Yeah. But it's when there's frustrated intelligence, I suppose people are going into a school environment where they can see other people who have it better than them. Yeah. You know, they can see. It's very evident. Yeah. Completely yeah. evident from the the cars and that are picking them up in school. Yeah. And where they live and, and all that kind of thing. But just if you can, we just try not to be hopping the table with a hammer there, please. Every time you're talking, people hammering down my point. People think Tara's in the room, and and, and lads be going this, and lads be going that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I try to have a little bit of respect for the podcast, please. Fair enough. You know what I, mean? I know your audio fidelity is very important. Yeah. <laughs> but come here, can I ask it, right? All of that is very true, right? But like, For the most part, like, you know, and I went on for probably for, no, all that's very true. I, I, I'll, I'll say what I said first. But, like, people can get in, in trouble um, in school and it mightn't be drink-related or it mightn't be smoking-related or it mightn't be, um, you know, they might have just an average household and they still might be getting in trouble in school. Yeah, the, the big trouble would usually be anger-related. Yeah. And missing days and not coming in and yeah. giving out to teachers. But I, I, I have an issue with that, right? Yeah. Because I, I think that the education system is a holy disgrace. It has its limitations, I would think. Oh, that's the nicest way I've ever heard of put in my life. It's an absolute disgrace, the education system. I think it is, in school. It's not the teacher's fault. Absolutely I've, not the teacher's fault. Like God, no way they whatsoever. do a very hard job. Yeah, right? and people say, oh, the teachers are always off. Nonsense. It's a hard I job. I wouldn't do that for 100,000 years. And who would? Like, there's so many people give out, especially like teachers get good holidays. 
No doubt. My mother will teach it, by the way. So no. I'm kind of... Pay shit for what to put up with. You're trying to teach so many the future of the world. If you ask them, all right, go into... There's 20 teenagers. Go in and deal with them. Mate, you can. Not only deal with them. Try to teach them something. Yeah. Do that, whatever, seven times a day. You know, yeah. it, it is hard. But there's different but the types... system, like you were talking fucked. about. There are very, severe limitations. It's so the embarrassing as a system. It's the whole thing. Yeah. Like Einstein, or as Einstein said, that um, you should never memorize something that you can look up. You're wasting your time. I agree with that to start off with. And then on, on top of that as well is, I missed an awful lot of school when I was younger. I didn't even do my leaving cert. Did you miss mainly in secondary school? Yeah, only in secondary school. Yeah. I was all at Granford. But, and, but, Happy out. Yeah, so so for for like the the two years of fifth class and sixth class where you would be doing, or sorry, from, from first year to third year, so the first three years in secondary school, yeah. I was in for a year and a half of all of that. And, and I hate school. There was nothing wrong at home. I wasn't suffering from depression at the time. I wasn't drinking. I didn't smoke. My house was fine. Everything was fine. I just fucking hated it. It wasn't that I couldn't take up the books. It wasn't that I didn't understand what was going on. I understood everything. I done my junior cert. Anyone that's not from Ireland, it's just before you do your final exam two years beforehand. I got seven honours in that. I, I, I knew the shit. I was smart. I was clever. I hated the school because they were teaching me stuff I had no interest in. So if I went into my science class, I'd listen to every single... If, if I had science every day, Damien Phelan was a teacher in our school, science teacher. Brilliant teacher. Heard of him, yeah. Really, really good guy. Even I met him as an adult, maybe when I was 21, 22, had a pint with him. Gentleman. Of the yeah. highest, absolute gentleman. Um, his class was brilliant. If I had his mm. class five days of the week, I'd never miss a day. Because I love hearing about physics and chemistry and biology, and I, I loved asking them questions. But I didn't learn as much in that class as I would have done because I wasn't in, because I didn't want to learn about King Henry VIII. I didn't give a fiddler's yeah. fuck about an Oxbow Lake. And I don't now. Today I don't. So, so am I stupid now? Am I a troublemaker now? No, I'm the very same now as I was then in terms of attitude. If, 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 if it was made mandatory for us to go back to school now for 10 years, I would again be absent for five years. So when you were missing the school, right? Yeah. And you were saying you would have gone to those physics more practical, I suppose, learning how things work, subjects. Were you just getting really frustrated and just saying, look, I'm just mitching today, I'm not going in? Or were you like, was it more unhappy than that? You were just like, no, I, I, I can't I, handle going in. No, it, 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 it wasn't. Well, I, I, I felt that it took the soul on me. Like, if I felt that, like, it, yeah. it absolutely took the soul on me when I was going in. I remember going in, sitting down, and say, okay, we're here. Uh, we're doing maths, you know, one a minus two b. I didn't give a fuck, and I still don't, right? And like, plus my argument at the time was, I have a calculator here, so if you show me how to use that, I'm good. And I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? Now, I that might Billy be... Billy Connolly saying, why should I learn algebra? I have no intention of ever going there. Yeah. <laughs> Billy's my favourite comedian of all time. Yeah, likewise. But uh, so, so that was that. And then like, you might go into religion. I, I don't believe in any God. So that was such a waste of my time. It was unbelievable. Like, it was so embarrassing. Then you it go was into... still quite religious in our time. It the, wasn't like old, old religious, but it was you know, still yeah. quite religious. A religious class, you go in and Not they, really they were telling you, but it's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Like, like I didn't know interest in it whatsoever. And it's not like, well, you have to believe in God. Listen, if I was born in Pakistan, I wouldn't be learning about Jesus. I was born in India. So whatever religion you are, it depends on where you're born. Isn't that coincidence? You're always born into the right God. Nonsense. But anyways, I'm not getting into that. So the, the point I'm making is, and then from religion, then they put me onto Irish. I, I, Irish is our Celtic language. Look, I didn't like it. I have no interest in it, right? Yeah, so that's... St- Irish is still a big, tricky one yeah. for a lot of kids. Um... So that's 45 minutes per class, five classes I've been through there, and I've been miserable in every one Every of them. week, yeah. That's just, that, that's just day one. Then we've, oh, yeah. we've double science then, yes, absolutely, 100%, listen to everything, write everything down, go through the books, be pages ahead, love it. Never noticed, never spotted, never said, okay, listen, uh, you know, like, 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 you know, don't put me in Irish, let me read my science book, or give me projects or something. And not only me, I'm talking about other people as well, so I just hate it, so... I could have been looked at as getting in trouble back then, but I'd no yeah. badness in my heart, and I'd no. Well, like you know, there are no bad kids. It's kind of a general expression, but I kind of believe it. Like, um, I can meet lads. What about Damien in the Omen movies? Oh, I haven't seen the Omen movies. I'll oh, uh, watch them. I went to school with a few lads called Damien. Yeah. Uh, maybe you have a point. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and they could, uh, you know, have done something that was serious, and you know, something that was wrong, or whatever. You get talking about they're they're decent. Absolutely, you know, there's decency there. And funny enough, you know, I would deal with people. The fellow you were describing yourself, 
as a, as a teenager, as a junior church student, I would recognize that guy mm. a lot. And one of the, the limitation is, is that the Irish education system and other education systems are based on what's called a classical education. Where you, you are learning that poetry, and languages and humanities, as well as some of the more technical stuff, whether it's well, maths, physics, uh, and then other more practical things, woodwork, technology. Yeah. And Ireland in particular as a country, a huge part of our, well, we, our founding fathers, which are kind of the, the 1916 War of Independence yeah. people, they were teachers and they were classicalists mm. in that sense. And they designed education like that. And there is an attitude that would say to deny someone that education is denying them some sort of human right. right. Yeah. Whereas I would say, yeah, but I agree everyone should have the access to education, but could it be more an education that they're interested in? Yeah. There's more Updated. than one type of education. And yeah. I think by the time you are a teenager, I do think, you know, with primary school really, you know, you're teaching read and write and the basics that'll get you through life basically. But after that point, whether you know, junior shirt, for example, in other countries, they allow people to go and say, you were a guy, physics, chemistry, those other subjects, go to a place where you're going to be studying more of that. Mm -hmm. And particularly, I would see guys in here, that, as you say, them sitting down, listening to someone talk about Henry VIII or an Oxbow Lake. But I'm not picking up picking on Henry VIII. Now. Or Oxbow Lakes, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But, um, they're lovely actually, but I just that's just <laughs> an example. I'm actually quite fond of an Oxbow Lake now. But, but they're lads that would, if they get their hands on something in the woodwork room, yeah. are absolutely happy out. And they want they want to learn about it. They want to see how things work or mechanics and yeah. get looking at stuff. And, you know, I'm picking two examples there. It can be other stuff, obviously. Of course, yeah. You can get people that you know, they got cooking or baking. Could yeah. be the best bakers or cookers or just could do something like that for their life and be happy out. But they have to face into a completely broad education. They face I speak into as someone a, a who... Double French class followed by German, followed by maths, yeah. and all they want to do is cook. Yeah, and like, the, the argument would be that, okay, we have to still give them the access because they might regret it later on if we don't allow them. So, well, why did you let me give up learning about Shakespeare and stuff like that? Well, you can always learn Shakespeare when you get older. If, if like you, you, you the, the, the things you want to learn about can and often do grow as you get older, and then you can learn about it, no problem at all. So, I would say if you want to, like, but we're know, getting too much into the education system. But, like, I mean, well, the frustration, you know, yeah, you it's, see, it's a holy disgrace. You're not using the right terminology. It's not frustration. It's not a limitation. It's an absolute farce. I mean, the frustration of the young people. Oh, yeah, for sure. Dealing with. But that's the important thing. Yeah, is, absolutely. That's the sadness, really, because, you know, I can have the, the young person, like a lot of young people will internalize someone and say, if I'm not fitting in here, mm. if this is really wrecking my head, then what's wrong with me? Yeah. Whereas I would see it the other way and say, no. There's actually a limitation in what the system yeah. set up for you is. But you're perfect just the way you are. Hundred percent. And good man. There are ways to, you know, school types. We Steiner. I'm not overly familiar with these, so, but Steiner and Montessori. We associate Montessori as well with um, preschool almost. Yeah. But there is Montessori secondary schools, mm. which is literally that. You go where the student wants to go. Yeah. And again, I'm not an expert in this thing, so I don't want to talk too much about it. But I, know I might in, get something wrong. But in in China, uh, it's either I, I again, I'm not. It's, it's a year or two year before they start learning anything termed as academic or academia. Mm. They learn about how to um, emotions and how to um, self help and all that. But I don't like. I was in school here in Ireland. I was three years of age when I started in preschool. Three. Yeah, me too. Yeah. My preschool was in the garage next door, so I didn't have too far to go. Like, I, I remember sitting down, this is the truth, I remember sitting down the first day I was brought there, I can remember this this day, they brought in, they sat me down, the place, everyone was roaring and shouting, the place was really, really noisy, they, they sat me down and there was an elephant and a giraffe and loads of different kind of animals on a table for everyone to play with. Yeah. And I walked in and I seen that the elephant was bigger than the giraffe. And there was a child playing with it and he was kind of snotty nose crying and I said, sure, everyone here is a fucking idiot. I was only three. 
I said, sure, giraffe's obviously bigger than elephant. It's just, that's not even right, like. I remember running out crying and saying, Mammy, come back and get me. That's the truth, even at three years of age. That In terms of the nightmare childhood stories I've heard, that's not too incorrectly bad. sized soft ties, is it? Yeah. Still, well, it annoyed you. It's, well, that's, yeah, well, it's, well, I can remember it all these years later. It's been like, but no, I won't even, I've just I've too much to go into there. I won't memory just, is gastro, like, when you think, you know, in, de- in dealing with kids now, it's, it's like young kids, like releases and stuff, and see them grow up. But I have memories like, like that from when I was three or four. Mm. And you're, cause you're like, I'm in charge of this person now. Yeah. If you're winding the kid, like, they're forming memories. Yeah. I gotta, gotta do this right. Got, yeah, absolutely. Whereas really, a lot of time, you know, as a, a parent or whatever, you kind of are just yeah. doing your best and not really thinking about, all right, this is, this is all the stuff they're going to remember. Yeah. Well, you have a new baby now, so congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, He's only three weeks old, so now, so I don't, you can't really see me yet, so. Yeah. I'm getting away with a good bit so far. You know? Yeah, yeah. What's the name? Michael. Good Irish name. Yes. Yeah. It's a solid one. It was a, a crowd-pleasing one. There's all sides of the family. There's Michael. Yeah. I am. Um, you know when you make a confirmation, you have to pick a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked Michael after two people. Number one, slash A, Michael Jackson. Nice. And number one, or slash B, Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future. <laughs> and that was Michael. <laughs> well, right here. Because you used to say the brothers. I went to the Maris Nest because there'd be Maris brothers there. I... I presume this is true. I presume they'd know about religious stuff. That you had to pick a name that was a saint. Oh, and I never heard that. Man United. To, I'm not a United fan, but loads of my class were. Mm-hmm. United were. Nobody's that, perfect. That first Ferguson team. Uh, Eric Cantona was oh, the yeah. man. There was loads of Eric's. Oh, was there? So there's a big scramble on trying to find out. Is there a Saint Eric? Yeah, we have to find, like, there was. I think yeah. it was a French Saint Eric or something. Yeah. Oh, he's your only man. Gentleman. And there's Saint loads Eric. of Cristianos now. Yeah. For confirmation. You get to pick your third name. That's um, crazy, like, yeah. But there's loads of Christians. Oh, no, it's a good Christian name, I suppose. Is that the same all around the world for confirmation? For Catholic? Yeah. Yeah, my niece has made it in, in Australia. They make it younger there, actually. Yeah. They make the confirmation before they make the communion. Yeah, it's weird. I, I, I was so mad today at my confirmation because I, I knew, like, we are doing the thing where... I, I always had a problem with, like, authority. As right. in, like, if, if, if authority was telling me to do something that I knew was good for me, I'd have no problem. Or if authority was teaching me something that I didn't know and it was very, very interesting and I knew it would help me, it was brilliant. Yeah. But if you're just, like, you can't, you're taking a pledge in, I don't know if it's the same all around the world, I don't know enough about Catholic or whatever you call it, is uh, you, um, you're not, you had to abstain from alcohol. The, yeah, I made 18. a pledge as well. A pledge, that's what it's called, the pledge. Yeah. Is that still going around, is it? I think so. So I was drinking cans when I was 15 or 16. I know. Yeah, I shouldn't say too much, but yeah, same as. Uh, it did, it I did not honour the pledge. What it is, is you pledge to abstain from alcohol until you're 18 years of age. And it used to be 21, actually. Yeah. But it, but why, it changed back to 18. What's the problem? Who, who came up with that rule? Jesus. I doubt very much. I don't know. That man was turning Jesus water now. into wine and everything. Sure, He was like a... If he was alive well, now, he was, he, yeah, sure, Jesus. He was turning water. He was not helping the pledge at all. No, he was nice actually, wine, yeah. by all accounts. Yeah, top, well, they were top he, reviews, five stars. He got five stars, yeah. yeah. Um, TripAdvisor, but it was <laughs> they would sit you down and go. You came didn't for the country, go. stayed for the wine. <laughs> <laughs> sit down when you're eleven or twelve and say, "Alcohol, you like." You wouldn't be I had really much of an intention to go for a pint when I was twelve. Like. No, no, it never. It wasn't something just. Then I was after, when I got to be 16, I was going out for a pint, of course I was. Uh, yeah, when you're 16 Jesus and, you know, God. there's a can going or a pint. Do you want a pint? And I don't want to talk about this too much because, you know, we're pillars of the community here. But Absolutely. When you are making that decision with your mates or whatever, um, the pledge, I didn't think about it too much. I was like, no, oh my didn't, God, didn't. I'm breaking the pledge here. Yeah. But I suppose maybe some people take um, it more seriously. I got down on both knees and I held my confirmation rosary beads in my hand yeah. and I just broke them apart and just screamed freedom <laughs> like something there was, was a guy called Damien there when I did it oh was, yeah upside down cross so I were effect either way yeah but um, <clears throat> so in terms of how do you help the youth how how do you help somebody who's like 
you know, just before I go for like the, the you know, the people who don't really like school and the people who and I'm not promoting anything, I'm just saying what what, what you know, what everyone's gonna be saying in a hundred yeah. years' time. The education system's out there. I under I can understand and look, I know I'll go into your um qualifications in a minute and what you're able yeah, to yeah. do to help and all that. But for me as a layman, well I, I went through school, so I've a good bit of experience, I've done it. Um I hate it. I, I hated the education system then and everything I know about it now I, I don't like as well. I don't think that if anyone is 15 or 16 and they want to leave school, I don't think they should be forced to stay in school. The reason I don't think they should be forced to stay in school is because they're not happy. It's very, very bad for their mental health and they will not learn stuff if they do not want to. You cannot force somebody to learn stuff. Anyone who thinks, look, if you just force them to go back and eventually they might like it. And if you don't like Irish, if you don't like French, you're not going to learn at any stage whatsoever. It doesn't mean that when you're 25, you might take a trip to, you might take a trip to Paris with your fiance and decide to learn it and two years time return fluent. life. You're, how are you supposed to know what you're going to do when you're 16 or 17 or 18 or even yeah. 21? And to finish up that, um, like, if you leave school and you have no qualifications, for what? Like, when, when you're in school, you're, you're taught enough to be able to do certain jobs. So you might even go to university and you're taught enough to be an accountant or you're taught enough to right. be business studies. And you're taught, Listen, Elon Musk... One of the most intelligent men yeah. alive at the moment. You can learn everything online if you want to. Now, I'm not saying have a listen to this and or do what I'm saying. Don't do what I'm saying. Do what Karen's saying. But I'm just saying that I, I, I understand because I was that person. I was that person, 100%. I have learned more in the last five years of my life than I've ever learned in school, excluding my early years where I, I needed to learn to read and write enough. So I completely understand yeah. it. But so having said that, someone comes to you to refer to you or well, let's say you come to me when you're that age all right so you're that second year school right. guy so what are you 14. Yeah. i wouldn't come to you in the first place yeah. i know i would let's say you were sent to me i'd be or sent to you i'd be open to stuff I, I okay i would have came well i try to be welcoming here so like yeah really it has to be voluntary here there's no one really made ah, yeah. here yeah yeah um no in fairness now i look i'm not you have a brilliant setup here it's really really homely um i've seen you dealing with a couple of the people that come in in my ins and outs it's um, their place, really. It's brilliant. I'm just here to yeah. help them, but it's their space. So if someone comes in, usually frustrated with school, yeah, and you know they're missing school. You missed a lot of school, which it is why I would be talking to people sometimes. Yeah, that kind of same situation. The first thing you would have to do, you can't fix this in half an hour. To have that attitude would be completely. You can't go in with a. I'm going to ask these questions one to ten, and I'm going to find out from the young lad, and then I'm going to tell him what to do. Absolutely not. Can't take that approach. Will not work. Um, so the first thing you have to do, and it might take a couple of times meeting the guy or a girl and just doing a few different things. They have to feel like you're listening to them because they mightn't have felt that. Like when you were in school and you had those frustrations. So to a certain extent, maybe you're looking back and you can recognize I was frustrated here, here, here. But at the time, you seem like a smart. You probably still recognize your frustration. And would have been able to vocalize it. Mm, well, or maybe yeah. not. Would have found it harder to vocalize it. No, no. I would have been you able, would have, yeah. I, I suspected able, that. I would have been able to say But some people wouldn't as much. Again, some of the skills that I have mm. to use work is helping them vocalize these things. But having someone to listen to you. Mm. And it's not like I would agree with everything Ian person said. It's not, it's not about that. But to feel like you're actually listening to them and hearing them. I feel and like you're heard, and they're not completely wrong and at odds with the world. They're just themselves, mm. and I have to find a way to help them fit in. Mm. Now, at the same time, I have to be practical and say, in Ireland, you know, leaving school before you're sixteen is really hard because there's nothing else. There's nowhere else to go. You can't work. You can't get a training course. Really, you know. If you are lucky enough that your, your parents own a big company or a farm or something like that, then maybe it's practical. And jockeys. I've known jockeys that have left before that and have been very successful. It's a very specific thing. But in general, unless you have something like that that you can do, it's, really, it's just hard to leave school and have anything else to do. And I, I am wary of that situation of someone being outside of school but not having something to do. Yeah. Sometimes, for a person, leaving school can be the right thing. Like, the aim is to say, 
get to the leaving cert is kind of a, a general name, which is the school leaving exam you do when you're, I suppose, 18 or something like that. Yeah. At the end of your high school, secondary school. I didn't do that. So you didn't do it. So after yeah. junior cert, you left. Yeah. So quite a lot of the people that would be like you would do that. If they have their junior cert and they're 16 and they just really cannot get along with school. Again, it's very rarely, it's very rarely their fault. Sometimes they will do things that are wrong. I'm not saying they're mm. faultless or blameless and they can make mistakes, but it's just they're not fitting into that mm. for reasons like the reasons you were talking mm. about for yourself. Oh, just to caveat, I, I went to college when I became a, yeah. a, a, a adult like. On your own terms. Yeah. Yes. And I did that for two years and I never, I mean, I never missed a class. I was and nearly Ireland always. Has, Ireland has improved a big time in that. Yeah. When you're in your 20s or 30s that you can go and get training on your own terms. But you know what's so hard? That's here, not right? too bad in Ireland. Though. No, it's brilliant in Ireland. But what's, it's brilliant. But what's so hard is, right, you're, and I'm just saying the age 15, 16. It doesn't matter what age you are. Well, for this example, you're 15 or 16. Funny enough, you pick 15, because that is the barrier. So there's a guy who's 15 and he's really kicking against the system. There will be an effort there to, look, if you can find some accommodation and you don't want him going into school every day, if, you know, giving out to the teachers and teachers giving out to him and just be having a negative situation. But as soon as you turn 16, if you have your junior cert in Ireland, there is a good few courses you can do. More so in the cities, the cities are, have more variety of courses, but in Athlone, which is you know, a midland-sized town, we're not too bad. We, we have some things to do. Mm. Um, they're kind of technical and vocational, so you'd be learning maybe working your way towards a trade, doing stuff like that, well, or, I found or catering or something. If you were 16 and you was that age and you say, okay, look, I'm not going to go to school, and then you talk to people, and you say, and they say, well, look, exactly what you said, that, look, you can't really do anything most of the time until you're 18, in terms of even get money signing on for, even if it's only a short period or doing a course, but, but then they say like, so what are you going to do? And a 16 year old child will say, I don't know. Yeah. Of course they don't know. They haven't finished puberty yet. They haven't had their first pint. They haven't had their heart broke. They haven't fucking probably broke a leg. They haven't seen, how can, it's like, how can they know? But I only found out what I wanted to do seven months ago. I'm 43. Yeah, and I've been nice. working in loads of jobs. Well, me too. You, loads you know, of jobs. We're similar oh, like that, that we tried loads of different things. And absolutely hated most of them. I, I, the longest, the reason I stayed in most of the jobs I stayed in, I'll be honest, was the people were so sound in a lot of places. Yeah. And everywhere I worked, I got on with people and built a really close friendship that I could listen to and would listen to me and we could talk and joke and share time. Work wasn't too bad then. I always had that talent. Yeah. But I, and, I, and I could do the jobs. But I fucking hated it. Mm. I hated it. The so drudgery like, of it, was it? Yeah, it was just... Do you know, I hate some fella sitting there in a shirt, fucking with a tie that's real, you know, real t tight, eating his muesli and <laughs> talking about Q2 and Q3. Fuck off, will you? It's a very specific right there. Who cares? Like, who gives a shit? And then, like, oh, what we do is we have to push on and get some traction for next week. No, champion. You get some traction. It's your company. I'm here for 40 hours getting bare minimum wage. Whether or not I've done the leaving cert, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Really. In the grander scheme of things. In the yeah. grander scheme of things. But, and yes. so that's, so I, I'm, I'm trying to get that point across as well. But I think if any way at all, you have somewhere to go. Uh, like if I had somewhere to go, like here, when I was younger. Yeah. And if I had talked to someone like you, who's trained to talk and tell, look, you know, is there a chance I might have went back and done fifth and sixth year? I might have been talked, I, I might have been talked into it. I might have seen a different picture. There wasn't that. There was, when, when I was younger, it was, well, if you don't do that, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? So I'm 16, I do not mm. know. What sort of a question is that? Why can't you be like this other person? And people who are asking me then, I said, listen, you're 52 and you're driving a fan all your life. I'll wait till I'm 30 and do that. Anybody can do that. It's not as if you're uh, God's greatest creation. I, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if I've one leg, I can still do that. Like, do you know what I mean? The one Settle yourself. I always think, and I think Tommy Chiron or someone spoke about it. Oh, here when you're in school, so yeah. you're in a secondary school like that, all the adults, that are there, all the you know, teachers mainly, they all got on very well at school. Yeah. So, you know, they were, they were an academic type yeah. of person. That's the issue. And sometimes, you now some teachers are brilliant at it, I have to say. Yeah. Some teachers are, will meet the, the people, meet the young people where they're at. Yeah. And just understand, they're, they're, whatever job they did, they will be able to understand people. And, yeah. Um, but a lot of teachers just don't get it. Like, why can't you just get on board? Like, you're just yeah. being a brat. Yeah, I don't why, why don't you want this? They're talking absolute drivel. 
Yeah, it's for everybody. And it is for some people. We have to recognise that too, but yeah. it's not everyone. No, I know that. And, 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 and look, yes, I agree with what you said. Teachers, there's brilliant teachers, right? Yeah. But the problem that some teachers have is the following. I mentioned this maybe 20 podcasts ago. Much much greater, but I have it small now. If you go to school, you're academic, you learn stuff. You do really, sir. You go to college. You might get your doctors, your or your masters in a subject, and then you go teaching. Okay, mm-hmm. that's like a martial arts expert learning all the moves and never getting into a fight. So now you are in class and you are teaching people, right? And 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 you've never done it. You just know the practical of it. You shouldn't be allowed to teach unless you've worked for years. Yeah. And well, that would apply to subjects maybe like uh, I don't know construction and stuff like that. Well, construction. Whereas English, the point work. is just the, the learning of the English. Yeah, English. Yeah, but even like business studies. So what you do is you do this and you do that. Oh, yeah, that yeah. person would be absolutely eaten alive in the real world. In the, like, if I, I for never wrap my head around the business thing. I wouldn't be cut out for business. My background was in quality technician, right? So I, okay. I, so if if you went to school and studied it for six years and learned everything, and were, you know, in six years you would have learned more than I would have ever learned in my life, and then you come in to work with me, yeah. But on the same day, or sorry, two months before you came to work with me, someone who had never learned about quality management in their life come in and work with me for two months, they would know more than you. They would survive better than you no problem whatsoever and going back to the you know the young person that did like yourself sitting in that classroom they're not learning anything the the way maybe it's the the, the subjects that's been taught mm-hmm. and there's just no interest in the subject but also the way it's being taught mm-hmm. you listen to this person talk about it they read it in the book and then you write down at a certain point a few months time we'll give you two hours write all that stuff down yeah. Some people are good at it. I was lucky in that I just have a good memory and was able to do that. Yeah. But left school without loads of the other skills. Yeah. You know, that you're talking about. So many people learn by doing. Yeah, you can't learn and school regurgitate the bullshit we told you. Not just you now. All twenty five of you regurgitate the same the same bullshit. Mm-hmm. And we'd have some person who knows that said bullshit to mark you whether you regurgitate it. What a lot of shit. That doesn't it's like the blind watching the blind. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So if you, you know, my point about, I always look at Germany and think they do quite a lot of things right. Yeah. Now it is. Now it is. They have made mistakes of the past. Yeah. Like, may I put on record? Yeah. Uh, but in their education system, there is that thing where it's whatever their equivalent of junior chart is. Yeah. Or it's even maybe a year or two before that when you're maybe 13 or 14. The type of education you're going for. Mm. You know, you can... There's that classical type that we have here that our, basically our whole system is that type. But there is more technical and more hands-on ones. Yeah. Like the amount of guys that absolutely thrive when they're allowed to get their hands on a piece of wood or a, you know, a bit of land to plant vegetables and learn about horticulture or you know, ingredients or material to make something. Yeah. These are skills that for some reason... We kind of, they're kind of looked down on. You know, that kind of yeah. thing, working with your hands gets looked down on by a certain type of academically-minded person. Where it's really... Now, in a way, it's coming back a little bit with the hipster thing. Yeah. People are going like, no, this is... Making really good bread is a really good well, abso- thing. Like. Absolutely. Everything's a talent. It doesn't matter. That's the thing that you'd have to realise. Trust me, please, if you don't listen to anything else I said, it doesn't matter what you do. As long as you're happy... You can earn enough to feed yourself and you're learning stuff and you're enjoying doing whatever work it is. It doesn't matter. Look when COVID-19 came in. All the boys going around driving their cars and talking about having Zoom meetings and meeting at five o'clock to talk about a meeting next week. They're all fucking sitting at home. People, the cleaners, the fucking, uh, all these people are out doing it. They're the important people now all of a sudden. The delivery men. The the delivery men. The nurses. Well, the nurses. And all these people who were supposed to be big and were supposed to be important found out that they're replaceable in mere seconds. And whereas the dead cleaners and the sanitizers, the nurses, like don't get me started, they should be on a hundred thousand uh, um, base pay. That I agree. Like, I'd have to do a podcast on that one day, but I'll, I'll end up getting myself in trouble if I do it, because there's just I know, incredible. Well, you feel is what a lot of people feel like, you know, that they, we're going into caring there, which is like a whole, 
Yeah. Other, we say working with your hands is, is undervalued. Caring is completely yeah. undervalued. Yeah. What you and again, there's a lot care. of... Oh, yeah, grand, yeah. And it's, it's, you know, Ireland has gone through all these changes where, you know, people were, it was mainly rural, like agricultural, till the 60s. Then there was free education came in and yes. it became that thing like, working with a pen or a pencil is what you want. That crushy desk job. Mm-hmm. And any lad who was kind of lines in his face or hard hands from working outside is a bit below the person mm-hmm. with that tie that's yeah. up at the top. Yeah. And... Obviously, we need people at all levels and all Absolutely. different types of education. We all of them. We're not saying that thing is wrong. We're saying not everybody is that. And not everything that isn't that mm. is less valuable. No. Everything has its value. You decide. You decide what the value of what you do is. Nobody else. If mm. you are a bin man and you're the best bin man in the world, that's your job and that's the best job that you can do. If you make sandwiches in a shop and you make the best sandwiches and you're happy, that's yeah. it. That 100%. is, like that's you, you decide it. Nobody else tells you. It's, it's it's whatever you like and what you're comfortable with and what makes you happy. That's it. And anyways, whatever job you do, irrelevant of what it is, it doesn't define you. It it doesn't define what you are. So you you like you could be the the CEO of a multinational company and be a prick. Be you know evil, greedy. You could be. Uh, anything you could be me doing a podcast making no money and you could be sound as a pound yeah it depends like you know what I mean yeah like like your hair for instance what you were talking about is a lot of the things we would talk about here yeah well young I didn't people, know that. young people this we'll is actually get, we'll me get that this is me one. interviewing for a job really yeah, yeah. <laughs> alright fair enough we'll see what we can do yeah clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com if any jobs go on there good they might sack me and take on you then but young people don't be able to afford me you know <laughs> they will get that if you know we do different things we do group yeah. work and individual work and all sorts of things as I said any means necessary that's going to help that young person realise that their interests their pursuits and growing themselves as a person yeah you know always be try to be open minded you know absolutely um, don't say I'm the finished article when you're 15 100% you know? so but having that growth mindset and having that yeah go on yeah self acceptance yeah, you know that's a huge part. So it's up to you, you know, all the things that are negative that come with not accepting yourself yeah. is huge at all ages, but particularly those teenage years. And as we said at the very start, the internet is having a huge effect on everybody, particularly teenagers. So if you're going on there online and you don't have any self acceptance, you're going to believe whatever bullshit yeah. someone online throws at you, and you take it to heart. It just has very negative mental health consequences for you. Mm-hmm. So, so that kind of resilience, which is, you know, it's harder for this generation in many ways because of that instant gratification that they've had, and you know, yes. you haven't had to wait and all that. It's it's quite hard to do it, but a lot of the stuff we do here is is that. Mm-hmm. I was in a, a lot of my time is spent just supporting school stuff and trying to figure out. Yeah, but it's good that to have somebody to listen to. It's good that to have somebody I know from talking to you with an open mind. It's yeah. like, you know, um, just because they don't agree with what you're saying at times doesn't mean that they're wrong. It means you're open to discussion. Yeah. Um, have and, to be. Have to be. You know, even and not though, pretend. Like sometimes teachers are expensive. Literally, like, if they say anything about, say, drugs, for example, it's a big touch. But if they say anything about it, or if someone says something to them about it. And they don't say this particular thing, then another kid in the class will go basically and tell their mammy, the mammy, the principal, and there's a whole thing. Yeah. Whereas here, you know, young people are walking in with their own experiences. Yeah. And obviously, we have other supports that we could do in terms of, mm. you know, drug counseling and stuff if it's needed and stuff. But just to it's listen. It's encouraged in here to be free to talk. Way, yeah. You know, that I don't have to judge what you're telling me. Yeah. You're not no. a member of the police or the guard of Sheikh Honor. No. You know. No, there tend not to be too many cards around here. But no. occasionally, you know, they, they might give a young lad an award or something yeah. like that. It's grand. But I just think it's fantastic to have uh, something like this. Um, and I know there's a lot of them in a lot of places, but I can look, I can only talk about my hometown. It's, there's one in here. Yeah. Um, and they could pick an awful lot worse people than you to head it up, I'm sure. Sound work, yeah. Um, not too much worse, but some, you know. <laughs> I'm sure there's. I'm a Liverpool fan to get it in there now yeah, and wait yeah. on proof. Um, so look, no, thanks for doing for the pod. We, we didn't get through everything. I'll actually get you on the podcast again, I'm sure, at some stage. 100%. Um, you know where I am now. Unfortunately. Yeah, I do, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. We didn't. Uh, I'm, I just to let you know. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven questions here, and I haven't asked one of them. No, jeez, we better meet again, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Get this ticked off the list for the quarter three and quarter four. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For for Q two, I might Skype you for Q two about. I oh, get the muesli in if you guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I have the two ties, you know. You can <laughs> see for some guy there now at the muesli, and he's listening to this, and he's a small little tie, and he's tucking a tie in the shirt and putting muesli in the sink. <laughs> but um, hey, yeah. that's his thing. That's his thing. Yeah. Leave him at it. Yeah. Sometimes people don't know their dickheads, you know. That's the problem. And you would think it's your moral and civic duty to tell them. Thank you. Yeah. On, on that note, thank you for listening to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.